What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Timmons podcast. I'm your host, Timmon. This is my podcast, Real Conversations with Authentic People. And today I've got another awesome conversation. I was able to sit down with Justin Johnson. Um, he is a missionary to Thailand. And he's with um, Ezra Tribal Initiative. So that's the group that he's kind of started his 501c3. Uh, so yeah, we were able to kind of talk about just kind of how he came to this and all the different things. There are some stuff that I bleeped out. Uh, Justin had asked me to kind of just, just for security reasons and, um, also the fact of where he's at, uh, it's a sensitive area. So, um, yeah, you may miss a little bit of the information, but on the whole, you'll kind of understand what's going on and, and all the cool stuff. So it was really sweet to connect with him. We connected, uh, back in November and it was nice. It's cool to have him on meeting live in person and do this podcast. Um, some quick business. Guys, definitely follow me on Twitter, Nymphs. Uh, that's my personal Twitter, Nymphs TJ. You may not want to follow that one. Follow Timmons Podcast on Twitter. Nymphs TJ, if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, it's okay. Um, and uh, Timmons Podcast on YouTube, both platforms I'm being pushing content out to. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, TimminsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, sponsors are always uh, welcome. So. Yeah, that's the business, guys. Well, let's let's uh, enough of me talking. Let's get back to Justin Johnson, guys. I know you're gonna love this conversation. Again, like I said, I'm so thankful he came. He's able to talk to a bunch of kids at camp um, when we had met. Uh, he talked to kids at camp, and then podcasted with me, and so that was a really sweet thing. And those kids were super impacted. So, anyways, thank you, Justin. Guys, enjoy. Justin, welcome, bro. What's going on? How's it going, dude? Timon? Yes. Well, Timon, but I'll go by Timon. Timon's pretty cool. Not a problem. Yeah. Some people call me Tim, and I doesn't register. You know, I'm like, no one calls me Tim. Is that a family name? Um, it's in the Bible. So Acts chapter six, verse five. It's uh, the the first elders of the church. Uh, church. Yeah. Okay. So he helped with uh, widows and orphans. That's right. That yep. was his calling. Yep. For whatever reason, when you pop up on my on, on like when you text me, I see it. The only thing I think of is a warthog. Yeah. Timon. Yeah. No, it's, um, I totally overshadowed no, the biblical reference. No, it's <laughs> so I, I, I looked it up. Lion King came out in 1994 and I was born in 92. So I am the original, but I'm not as successful. So, you know, once I, I get there, are. right, I can squash the Timon, but that's yeah. okay. I embody it. It's totally yeah. good. You embody it. It's totally good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad we're podcasting. I mean, we've already been talking about all types of stuff and yeah. I, I've been loving what I'm hearing. So, and I'm, I know we don't have um, a ton of time, but I want to hear just kind of all the stuff you're going into. So let's give the, just the audience a little bit of background, where you're from, who you are, and then right. go at it. All right. So, uh, I'm originally from, I was born in Kentucky. I was raised in Ohio um, from a Christian family. Um, I did one year of Christian seminary. After that, I joined the army as an infantryman for five years. Um, I got out and joined the National Guard for four more years. Um, also worked as, I uh, did a merchant marine thing up on the Great Lakes for about a year just oh. to kind of like front load some cash and put something in the bank. Yeah. Um, was it at the power plant? No. no, this was up on the Great Lakes. So okay. I worked on a coal barge. Uh, oh, wow. well, it wasn't a barge. It was a ship. But uh, we took coal and iron ore up to the Great Lakes. We'd go to Duluth. Um, mm -hmm. We'd go to Marquette. Um, anything up and down like the northern coast of Michigan, things like that. Wow. So, um, But I was looking for something more, I don't know, not normal because nothing normal really pays well. So, But something that kept me, you know, my feet on the ground. I could drive and see my family if I wanted. So I pipelined for, uh, about five years, um, did pretty well there. And then, um, through bouts of pretty, pretty serious, uh, let's say an alcohol addiction, you know, I was still functional, but just drinking way too much. Um, yeah, I just kind of dropped everything and asked the Lord what he wanted me to do. Um, went back, came back to, uh, Southern Indiana, which is where my family had moved while I was in the army. Um, and just got involved, just started saying yes to church and ministry, you know, regardless of what it looked like. Mm -hmm. Uh, just, I knew, I knew the other end of that. Um, well, it didn't, yeah. On yeah. The lows. Yeah. Right? The lows. So I was just kind of just given 
myself to God and let him kind of lead my steps, uh, trying to learn from him and got involved with the drug and alcohol rehab ministry from Smithville, Indiana, uh, Smithville Christian church. Um, saw just so many people, like I really saw what the kingdom of God was about. You know, I saw, um, cops and drug addicts, uh, people that, you know, that knew each other on less than cordial, cordial terms, you know, yeah. um, at the altar, just changing their lives at wow. the same time. So I just was kind of starting to everything, that I didn't understand or I just failed to grasp in my upbringing in the church because sometimes that's failed to be portrayed. Uh, I was seeing something real, like a real dichotomy between, um, everyone dead in their sin versus you know, versus coming alive in Christ. And I was just kind of hooked, you know, um, it wasn't a spiritual to thing. The real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was real. I just was seeing it. I was like, this is it. You know, I'm me and my wife, you know, she, my, my, addiction and my heavy workload and me being gone all the time, I've, you know, I was failing to lead my family even in a secular fashion versus even in faith. And she was seeing it. And there were so many times we got on the edge of our bed as we were kind of making this transition into trying to follow Jesus, just crying and begging for repentance and things like that. Um, and so we had, you know, drug addicts, uh, you know, we, they weren't addicts to us. They were friends that we just were kind of helping disciple doing our best and they were living in our house at times, just, you know, trying to find an extra leg up. Um, and I was, I just wanted to, I wanted to do more, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I started working for Lifeline Christian Mission, um, an awesome organization. Um, they do so much. I, we don't have time to talk about everything. Yeah. That that's kind of how we met. Yeah. Was through Lifeline. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, that ICOM. Yep. Yep. And I, I still wanted more. I was like, I, like I just show me God what you want me to do, and that's uh, long story short. We started uh, an organization called the Ezra Tribal Initiative. Wow. Um, I I came up with it and kind of pitched it as an organization before it was actually legal. So uh, it was a couple couple months ago. Um, it, it, we actually got a, like a tax ID number and yeah. uh, got our our nonprofit status and things like that. So, um, but yeah, and uh, now. Now we're here. Uh, we've sold everything, you know, that we own, um, and we're just moving forward and swinging at, you know, every ministry opportunity. Um, you know, we're moving to Thailand. I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. we're <laughs> we're moving to Thailand. Um, I'm starting in September. My family will follow me in June um, of next year, uh, just due to some legal paperwork yeah. uh, with the kids. So. Um, he said passport issues and different things like that. Yeah, not really issues. It's just it, some things, we, you know, I adopted my oldest daughter and just that stuff takes time. Yeah. And, but we've prayed about it and, and God's doing things now. And he's, he's, you know, this is the direction we're going as messy as it might look to us. It's very concise. Um, it's very consolidated. Um, and we just have to be obedient. We don't have to, we don't need to ask, you know, too many questions. Right. So, um, so yeah, we sold everything that we have, uh, and my family will be living, um, in Virginia, uh, at a ministry, um, being serving there and also being housed there and fed there. And I'll be in Thailand working with, um, numerous organizations. Um, most of it is things that we, that God's led us to. Um, and you know, over the, over the past year, ever since I, you know, God called us in a certain direction that this was last October. I, I bought a plane ticket and I, was, and I was like, what do you, what do you want from me over here? I'm just going to go. And, uh, there was an organization over there, um, pretty high tempo organization called free Burma Rangers. And, uh, I was, I was super not attracted. I just, as soon as I saw it, I, I was, I just felt the spirit say, mm. keep reaching out, keep chasing this down. Um, and I'm like the least of those guys. Uh, so I was kind of actually surprised it worked out. Um, I'm half the man I used to be right. Physically, uh, spiritually, I feel stronger than I've ever been, but I'm still weak, you know? Um, and so I went over there basically for like a three week interview. Um, just, that's just kind of their, their suggestion, like figure us out and let us figure you out a little bit. Um, but probably a good thing before you like sign up for a extended term too. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It, it temper, it tempers, <laughs> it tempers, uh, like my approach. Cause I'm, I'm pretty all in and just like, man, if it, if it fails, was figure it out, you know? Yeah. 
but it was good. I mean, I felt like I was supposed to be there, um, um, in spite of me. Hmm. Um, I felt like the Lord was calling me there and it, it turns out that's, that's what's happening. So, um, but unofficially and not in any type of official collaboration with FBR because they're a separate entity. They have their own mission, their own organization. They're more of like a incredible movement too. <laughs> uh, and, and you guys should watch their movie, uh, free Burma Rangers on like pure flicks or, uh, said prime or, or prime. Yeah. Amazon prime. Um, that gives you some context about what they're about. Uh, they do so much that, um, it couldn't have really been fit in that film, but you get to see the idea. You get to see the spirit and the heart of the people, um, and what, what their, I guess their direction is, um, their, uh, trajectory. Um, but through, through that whole process in October, um, long story short, uh, we helped one of my friends who I did not know before October start a Bible college, um, in a town I won't name and a college I won't name. Um, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, so podcast. it was legal. And by January we had, um, students enrolled. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, what's crazy is I didn't know where that money was going to come from. Um, he just asked me to pray. We had kind of, me and Lish had helped assist him with some food crisis in his own community. And that's kind of how we got connected. Mm. Um, and so we became friends and he, this was over the course of like four weeks, you know, uh, and he's like, man, I want to start a Bible college. And this guy is a graduate of, uh, seminaries here. He has his master's of divinity wow. and, uh, he went back over to his own people to minister. And that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, I want to start this Bible college. And I'm like, I'm, I'm out of money, buddy, but I, I love you and I'll let's pray about it. Let's just see, you know, such a time as this, I'm here for a reason. I don't think we met by coincidence. Let's just pray together about it. And, uh, three weeks later when I got home uh, about four and a half hours after I laid my head on my pillow, um, my Amish friend called me who only calls me, I don't know, twice a year. Uh, and I had not told him I was going anywhere cause he wasn't that type of friend. Like, right. Hey man, I'm leaving for like that. He doesn't know yeah. my schedule. You know, yeah. most of our conversations were construction or real estate related. Um, he's like, Hey, where you been? So I told him, I mean, this is four, it's five thirty in the morning. Cause that's the only time, you know, he goes out in the morning and, and he'll, he, business. he conducts his business on his cell phone and his, you know, the shack and yeah. by the end of the road, yep, right? by yeah. the end of the road. Yep. And, uh, he's like, how about you come out to my farm on Wednesday? I want to, I want to hear about this. And I didn't ask him for any money. I just told him what, what was going on. Yeah. And I didn't on Wednesday when I showed up either, uh, in the dark. Cause it was before he got started. That's funny. <laughs> And he, he just gave me a check and said, get that college going. And that, that day I went straight to, um, uh, podcast. sent him the money. And, um, that was in, that was still the end of October. This was before ICOM when I met you. Right. So there's like this small gap of one week where all this happened. And, uh, by December, like I said, and then January you have, um, an established college with a building, students, curriculum, oh teachers. Goodness. And, um, so, so that's, that's part of the Ezra tribal initiative, this organization we started. That's something that God's put on our plate. And, uh, so we just continue praying forward and it, it's God's ministry. Mm. So, um, another organization that we're affiliated with, uh, is grace and mercy. Um, they do a lot of really, disruptive work. And when I mean disruptive, they're disrupting the darkness mm -hmm. um, a lot because there's so much darkness over there, especially along the border uh, with um, the IDPs, which are indigenous displaced people. Okay. Um, and they're displaced because of the constant, and I'm going to call it a genocide, um, by the Burmese Communist Party, the Burmese army against the ethnic people of Burma. Um, there's just a tremendous and it's almost incalculable there like the hate that they have towards the ethnic people. Wow. Um, so these people often flee, um, across the border to and Thailand, to Thailand, yep. mm -hmm. cross, cross the river. And, uh, she sets up, she, I say she, because there's, um, a, a woman and a man that kind of lead it, but she's, she's kind of the powerhouse mm -hmm. between like the visionary and, 
um, just sets up these locations where uh, people can um, come and find refuge, get education, like start a new life. Uh, you know, she's really, her heart is in the GED program where they can learn. Uh, uh, get educated. Uh, yeah. Get educated with a, like a vocation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hairdresser, things like that, right? Just whatever. Yeah. 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 So I've been talking to her a lot about what that looks like. Um, but we're not there yet. Like the, the, what's on my heart is, is something we started over the past couple months in collaboration with her. Um, and we just bought some land right on the border. Uh, and I'm not going to say like the location, um, cause I don't know if I can, I'm, I'm still, still working through all that. Like the, you know, um, communication security, things like that. I don't, I'm not yeah. sure what, w- yeah. Once you post something online, it's out there. Yeah. What's, you know? what's valuable to say, but it's, it's uh, strategic for IDPs and, um, basically my, what's been in my heart, um, throughout this whole thing is the book of Ezra, like what, what God's been doing, um, throughout all of history and what he's been constantly trying to remind us of that we, we seem so eager, uh, maybe unintentionally eager to forget, but we do forget is, uh, you know, not to be afraid, um, to be reminded of who God is, uh, and who we are in relation to him, like what the offer is. It's not by a, well, anything we did. It's just this, like the kingdom of God is at hand, anyway, yeah. you know, so figuring out, um, you know, we're, we're building a, we're calling it the Ezra house there. And it's just a place for, for, and I don't, I don't know what this looks like in the future. I don't, I don't know how big it's supposed to get. I don't, I don't know any of that. All I know is you miss a hundred percent of the balls you don't swing at. Right. And, yeah. and that was, that was my prayer over a year ago. Like if you pitch it, I'm going to hit it. And yeah. even if it's embarrassing, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I want to, I'm going to hit it and, uh, or try if, you know, if you'll give me the strength to do it and I know you'll provide, if it's of you, you'll provide. So, um, he's provided and I, every, every one of these things, I've never known where the money comes from. Hmm. Um, until it's time to do it and then there's money. It's really crazy. That's uh, God. No, it's incredible. That's so God. Uh so like buying the land, I you know, it was it was a pretty incredible thing. Uh you know, and so the land's bought, uh we're starting construction actually this week. Um and this is going to be a place for them to come, live, uh um and learn my my passion is to teach them. And and teach myself. It's just not like some white guy teaching them, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's, in, it's everywhere. It's here is not to be afraid. Yeah. Like our God brings dead things back to life. If you believe that Jesus meant what he said, and if you believe in who Jesus is, and if you believe in the good nature of God and that he's a good, good father, um, that, and you believe in his spirit that it dwell, that the offer is that it will dwell inside you. Right. If that's what you believe, then I think it was, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy that wrote Lord of the Rings. What is it? Oh, Tolkien. Tolkien. He said, you know, the, the crazy thing about Christ is um, if you believe in him, everything that is sad comes, becomes untrue eventually, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's really how I feel like that even here or there, I, I was called there. So that's what I'm going to, that's that. that that's my passion is just teaching not to be afraid to posture yourself, um, to learn about Christ, to, to be convinced of who he is because that's who he is to get to the point where you, you can't look at anything else. You feel like there's nowhere else to turn because there is nowhere else to turn other than Christ. Yeah. And if you're convinced of those things, then, then you're convinced that he brings the dead back to life. Like that's the, that's the spectrum. Yeah. From the smallest unnoticeable miracle to the greatest, because that's yeah. what all fear stems from. I mean, whether people death is death, yeah. yeah. Like, why do people care about their stuff? Because I've got this much time to make this life comfortable. Right. And um, every ancient culture was all about caring about their ancestors, making sure their ancestors were good, and worrying about their afterlife. Like, it's been in our DNA from the start till right. now. You know, you're yep. worrying about what happens after life. Yeah, and it's not. But the thing is, is they worried about it. Yeah. And it was like engulfed in mysticism. Yeah. But festivals and all that stuff, right? Yeah, but we're not worried about it. What's crazy is like we we celebrate it, not in some kind of like masochistic, like uh, seeking martyrdom type way. Right. It's just 
he gives us the power to live like second Timothy one seven. I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, like just power through, take up your cross yeah. and let, and, and, and like Christ said, you know, um, Matthew twelve twenty seven, Yeah. Or 27, 12. Believe you. I believe you. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, how do you, how do you take a strong man's possessions? First you, the strong man has to be bound and then his house is open for, to be plundered. Yeah. We should like, that should be like a flare gun to us. Like Christ bound the strong man. How many of us in the West or otherwise as human beings, even like how many of us really posture ourselves at and turn our face towards the strong man's house, who is the, the house of darkness, evil in the world, yeah, and head that direction, and right. just and just say, "I'm here to plunder you, yeah. whatever the terms are." Yeah, and I'm not like a brave guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's it, that is what that's what the offer is. If we'll harness it, die in die in the harness. That's the harness of the gospel. It's like there, this world is dipped in darkness, and the same darkness they're dipped in, you used to be dipped in the same thing. Right. So don't get a big head about it. Right. Right. So, right. So that, you know, just, just like we were talking about earlier, when Paul died, he was welcomed into heaven by the same people he martyred. Mm. And that's like the incredible, this incredible upside down kingdom that we believe in. And you were talking to us a little bit about some of the stuff you've seen or while you're over in Thailand where the Burmese soldiers who are killing these people then get baptized and brought back into the community. I mean, it's just, yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So that, so those, those stories were not my firsthand visual, but mm. they're confirmed through an organization that yeah. uh, FBR, but you, you know, you have these Burmese soldiers, these people that were under darkness being baptized by people who used to be under darkness, but by some supernatural force, which is Christ. Cause yeah. God is love. I mean, he's the epitome of it. Yeah. It, like first Corinthians 13, right? That yeah. whole chapter. Is- yeah. And he, and he was baptized by people that, that should have hated him, yeah. taking every opportunity to cut his throat, you know? Yeah. And by, by world, by the world standards, justifiably. Right. Murdered my family. Right. And now I'm baptizing this for that. So crazy. Right. Um, you know, and this, like this mindset of mine, um, well, I believe it's biblical, uh, but this mindset of mine, it kind of came about in a time in my life where, um, in the, in the West, if you're not careful, you can s- make synonymous the Christian faith with a certain bend of politic. Mm. Um, and I'm like kind of, I'm not kind of, I'm completely convinced that anything that feeds you fear and, and makes you, whether through fear or for lust of the temporal, um, if, it, if it makes you hate your brother, if it puts you in a position of fear, that's not God to, to, to protect. Yeah. To that's pr- not God to protect all. your things, your stuff. That's all going to burn away. I've never heard. Oh, the spirit of fear that's attributed to God. Never. Yeah. Right. Never. Yeah. And that, but we, but we're under it and we don't realize it. Yeah. We're either under fear or we're under entertainment mm-hmm. constantly. And they kind of bend, they, they collaborate. Oh yeah. You know, with yeah. each other. Or would you even say like, um, the, the want for, what is it, mammon? Where you're like, I want money. I need mm-hmm. money. Would you even see that as another piece of the, the greed aspect maybe? There is. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, people, they want to raise their families. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I see us in, even in a lot, if you're comfortable, if you're living in a culture that is comfortable like ours, there's a huge temptation. And I would say it is probably uh, like the default setting. If you're not paying attention, if you're not fighting against this and, and learning to follow Jesus and preaching the cross to yourself every day, because I was in it, is to be like Lot in Sodom. Mm. Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I think we did, we, we did, we, podcast, we, we did yeah. the full book podcast before <laughs> this because just, I'm very passionate about it. I should uh, just put the mics up right then. It was so good. But. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot more passionate, less like, no, but, I love this. but that's where, that's, um, that's where I'm at. But we, we're like Lot and Sodom. Yeah. We're just righteous enough. Cause the Bible said Lot was a righteous man, but he was only righteous enough to, to perceive and to observe the darkness, he was impotent to disrupt it in any, any fashion. Hmm. 
right? Yeah. And that's that's where because he he wanted the comforts of Sodom. He he wanted one foot in, one foot out. He's like, I can, you know, I can still be a righteous man. I'm going to leave the fold of Abraham. I'm going to be a righteous man, and I'm I'm going to, you know, these people in Sodom, they're not bad, and I I think I can do this on my own. And uh, but Abraham, where was he prolific at? Where was he? Um, where was he so offensive, like his offensive posture towards darkness, even if, even though he didn't probably know at the time he was being, uh, he was so destructive towards, you know, the darkness. Um, he was outside of the gate and he was yeah. actually, uh, he was in an offensive maneuver. He was like praying, yeah. praying for the people of Sodom. He wasn't mm-hmm. afraid of them. Right. He was praying for him. Right. Like, Lot had somehow put himself in a position where he's righteous, but he has no other option other than to be afraid. Yeah. He was interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And he brought, what was it, from 50 to 5 righteous or something like that? Yeah. 10? It I kept, and it was it came down, down to just down, Lot's down. family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even then, there wasn't enough righteous. No. But what, what position was Lot put in? He's, he's, the angels come to his door, and he was put in the position, well, just... Take my daughters. Yeah. Take my daughters. Let's let's save this little bit of righteousness that's come to visit me. This reality of righteousness that I've missed because I've been, you know, compromise. I've compromised myself, hmm. and that's when we compromise ourselves. That's a position we put ourselves in. We compromise ourselves with comfort. We have to give something up for that. And a lot of times it's money or people our got family. our family. I see that all the time. It's, it's the the lust for money, and they're like, man, how are we going to make it? I don't know. How about you not? have a car payment, you know, that's not hard to do. Yeah. I remember when I met you at Icon, we were talking about, I think you had a zebra car or something like that. Zebra. Was no. it a zebra or what was I, it? I traded a, I traded an, uh, what did I do? I traded a rifle for it because I needed a car. And once I got off the pipeline, I just was convinced. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to follow Jesus very well if I'm in debt hmm. because my, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not bastardizing people right. that have debt. You yeah. got to work that out for yourself, bud. But for me, I knew if I wanted my my feet loose, right, and be as radical as I wanted, whatever his demands were, I didn't want anything in the way of that. Mm. So I just was like, okay, you know, uh, uh, I'll drive I'll drive this camouflage uh, Cam- two thousand one camouflage Subaru. Yeah. You know, just is ugly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I love that thing. Um, I actually just gave it away two days ago. Uh, but it's awesome. Yeah. Cause we're getting ready to leave and, yeah. but pass the joy on to the next person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it was a joyful, I mean, it's all wheel drive. I mean, yeah. I've come to the point now, like the van that you saw out there, yeah, it's got 300,000 miles on it. It's got my cot in the back. I've got <laughs> books back there. You know, I've got my clothes. You said and all it, your possessions are. Just, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that I, you need. And when you're convinced of something so radical as the gospel, sometimes that's the outcome. Yeah. And I don't, that's not for, you know, that doesn't have to be everybody's story, but that's mine. Yeah. But there's power in that. I think so much power. And I think that a lot of people are, uh, it's like we're, we want to hold on to one thing until we have something firm in the other hand to sometimes you just, Oh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. No, I'm like, let's see how this works out. And I'm just kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this thing kind of, yeah. Yeah. Make sure I got somewhere to fall. Yeah. But I mean, my whole approach towards all this, I mean, we could go into each ministry that really kind of makes up the Ezra Tribal Initiative, yeah. where FBR, they're not they're not affiliated with us. The only affiliation they have is that they were gracious enough to let me serve with them. Yeah. You know, so I don't speak for them. I love everything that they do, and I hope that they love what I do. Right. You know, I hope I do good work for them. Yeah. That, you know, uh, but everything that my whole perspective, what God really what keeps driving me in spite of myself because I fall every day. I mean, we all fall. I mean, what's the temptation is you fall, you feel guilty and then you're just kind of like in this circle, like holding pattern and you're not, you're not good enough. Shame, not good enough. And that's, that's my biggest fear. I'm not good, but I'm only qualified where God qualifies me. Mm -hmm. And he's, He's qualified all of us. If you believe in Christ, then you're of the priesthood of Melchizedek. You know who Melchizedek was? He was the guy that Abraham saw in the desert after the slaughter of the kings. Yeah, gave 10% and, to. Yeah. And what did Abraham do? What did the king of Sodom bring Abraham? 
He's like, take all the spoil you want. Yeah. It's all yours. What did Melchizedek bring to the party? Who I, I think Melchizedek was Christ. Yeah. I, I'm I've almost convinced too. of that. Yeah. What did Melchizedek bring to the party? Bread and wine. <laughs> so that sounds familiar. Yeah. But Abraham's the father of our faith, not just in spirit, but because of Christ for all of us in blood. Yeah. It's, and we're, we're part of something that is so, it, it's since the beginning of time. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, you know, mm-hmm. in him all things hold together. It's like the firstborn of all creation, what Colossians says. Yeah. You know, like, that's what Start, you're, that's, spark. that's what you're part of. And through all throughout history, you know, you see, you know, the, the fourth man on fire. Mm-hmm. Whoever that is, I, I have, I'm just Again, speculating. Jesus. Jesus. Christ, right. Right. But all throughout history, you just see like what, what's, what's the call? Believe God. Mm-hmm. Obey. You know, David was an extremely immoral person. Yeah. By the man after God's own. You don't, you didn't, you didn't read much about Saul, like cheating, cheating on his wife and killing his best friend. Right. You know, so he could have the woman. Right. Or, or running around drunk. Like right. naked, you know, like he did, you didn't hear a lot of that, but what was it that Saul every time he fell, it's like, don't take this kingdom from me. Don't take these temporal things from me. Don't yeah. take this. What, what was David when David fell? What was his desire? Please, Lord, don't take your spirit from me. Hmm. That was his desire. Yeah. And he was obedient. He fell every, you know, I don't, I don't over and over. And I over. wasn't like, they're watching him. Right. But I mean, even in the Psalms, you see him just us talking about. Yeah, he's it's just you, he lays out his heart, and he's a he's a human. Yeah, but yeah. he was obedient. Yeah. Abraham, why God called him righteous because he had faith. He believed, mm-hmm. and that's the call is to believe God. If you don't believe God, if you don't believe uh, in the nature of God, the good nature of God, God is also a terrible God. I mean, like in terms of fear, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have the capacity in my mind to think of something so good, but also demands from creation a certain thing, hmm. you know, but with us, he has grace, you know, that's a terror. That's a fearful God, somebody that created this place. Yeah. Right. But he, but the thing about it is he's a good, good father and his, you know, laying down his own life just so he could culminate his mission since the beginning of time, you know, you're part of that. If you believe in Christ, you're part of that. So what do you have? Radical to- love. Yeah, and so that should make you be radical. Yeah. And we're not radical like Islam. We don't believe that taking people with you is going to get you anything. We're radical. Score you more points or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What is his will for you is to be grateful. We're radical because we are radically grateful for what he's given us. In the perspective, the true, the real perspective of everything around us, like that's that's radical because we're radically grateful for a radical love. Mm. So it it demands, it's not something that I feel like I have to do. I'm not, you know, proselytizing. I'm not explosive. Numbers, right. Yeah, I'm explode. I'm exploding with, this is the reality guys. Everything that we are worried about before let go of it. Yeah. We're moving in one direction we have this direction and whatever it means. Do you, th- you think Abraham woke up the day before God told him to like take, I, I, you know, um, Isaac to Mariah. He's like, man, think something bad's coming tomorrow. He knew. But he woke up and he was obedient. He didn't know the outcome like we do. Right. But he was convinced of something so far beyond even his own death and especially as a father, even the death of his own child. He was convinced of something. The one that's been promised to him, right? Yeah. 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 He He was convinced of something so far out in the distance. And I kind of came up with this analogy. It was the only thing I could think of. Um, and it seems, seems to really fit like how I feel like Christians, uh, should be, um, especially to other Christians that might not be as convinced is just imagine a lake that's foggy. You're all standing on a shoreline, right? The job of the Christian is to, is to constantly pick up that stone and throw it through the fog. God's saying, just throw the stone. Yeah. Throw the stone through the fog and let everybody see the ripples and be reminded of water that they'd forgotten was even out there. Yeah. And that's what, that, that's what Abraham, what was he, what was he seeing ripples from? 
that convinced him that, okay, this is a God, this is a God that demands my obedience, even in the most obscene that we would think is obscene. Yeah. He sees it over. He's seen God show up over and over and over and over and over. That's not faith too. I mean, you gotta have faith. Everyone thinks it's like something you just believe and it's the, but then it's like, no, you, for me personally, God has done this and God has done that and God has done this in my personal life and shown up over and over and it just makes it like, yeah, I trust him because yeah. he's done it over and over and over again. And it's like, I can't, I can't argue that. I can't argue the times that I've seen God in my own life. And now I can try to explain it to someone. They can go and try to argue it, but they don't have that lived experience I have, you know? Right. I, I, so I have a question for you. You know, what, what made you focus in on Thailand? Like, how did you even... It was actually nothing I'd ever, I mean, through working with Lifeline and stuff, I'd, I'd been down in Honduras uh, with like some of our sustainability projects and mm-hmm. in, in Panama, uh, vision casting for uh, the Nag, uh, Nage Bugle tribe in northern Panama. I, th- I butchered that. <laughs> That's how it's spelled though. Um, and I just... I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I love, I love seeing, you know, the churches down here. I just feel the call. I, I felt the call when I was younger, Yeah. but I just kind of walked away from it. I was, I was a little disenchanted with the church. I was disenchanted with seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that, a lot of that was unjustifiable. It's my own ego. Yeah. That's another thing. You want to be a Christian, get rid of your ego <laughs> now. There's nothing, there's nothing you should feel good about other than that you're saved. Like yeah. Christ crucified. That's all I have to, that's all the only thing I cling to. But anyway. Yeah. And you can cling on to your ego, but it will get ripped from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thailand was basically something that came on the back end of a prayer. Um, as I kept, like I was telling you, I just wanted more and more. I was working for Lifeline. I was staying in a host home in Georgia and, um, I was praying, you know, God, show me. Like, if this is what you have for me, then that's fine. It's comfortable. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's, I love it, you know. Uh, but if there's something more, like, I'm ready. Like, show me. If there's something else you that I could put my hands on that you have for me, some purpose before I die, what would it be? Mm. Um, I should actually back up before that. I had a dream. Because <laughs> this is still part of the same prayer. It's just a different location. And prior to what I just said, I was... I was I was sitting on the edge of my bed and, you know, I, I was still pretty politically affiliated. Like I was, I was for sure of some very political things, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, my faith was very synonymous with what a certain platform said or didn't say. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was ready to, I kind of dreamed about the day everything would fall apart, mm-hmm. you know, and I could just boogie, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not holy. You, you think that it is. Yeah, we're definitely back. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, my I'll just let the audience know my my video storage died. Well, I didn't delete the things I needed to delete, and I deleted them, but they're still in the deleted folder. No, you know how it, it is. So, you were talking about a dream you had. Oh yeah, so uh, so you're on your saying, bed. I was saying I was pretty politically affiliated. Oh yeah, and it yeah. it seems like especially. I'm sure it's everywhere. I can't speak for everywhere, but in the West, everything is a conspiracy, and I hmm. I believe that there. I mean. It's, Evil's gonna evil. Mm-hmm. Tyrants are gonna tyrant. They're gonna they're gonna manipulate, deceive, uh, conspire. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark arts. The so dark really, arts. Yeah. Yeah, all of the above. I I don't take any of it off the uh, off the realm of possibility. I'm actually bent to believe a lot of things. Um, but there's just so many so much conspiracy out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, it just kind of got too much. It's like my filter was full. And I'm trying, I'm in the middle, I'm kind of a new, I, I am a new Christian, you know, and I'm trying to follow Jesus, but I'm also kind of like half in, half out, um, you know, splitting hairs between my politics and my, my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sat on the edge of my bed and I just said, this literally my prayer was, cause I didn't know how to pray. I just had all this stuff, you know concerned about love my family love my you know I love my country I all this stuff that I was convinced of and I was concerned about and fearful of mm-hmm. even men that beat their chests are f- fearful of something I learned that the more you beat your chest the more fearful you are of something I think but I said what is the truth and I I went to sleep um 
and I had the dream. It's like the only dream that's ever meant anything at all. Like a complete response, like accurate response, not only to uh, a specific question or a specific problem, but every problem I have and every problem anybody has ever had. Right. It's just kind of like, that's how the Bible is. You can read a verse and it speaks to you and it's true yeah, for you, but it's true for everybody else. But in your moment, it speaks to you and it clothes you in peace. It's out. Yeah. It's so hard, but it's also, it's true. Part of, it's, it's also part of this, this truth. It's, it's self imploding yeah. and exploding. It's just true. All of it. So I have this dream and I'm walking through a mall and it's, uh, you know, where people buy their stuff, all this junk, you know, as I look back on this dream and I can still see it vividly to this day, which is strange because I don't usually remember anything about my dreams. Mm-hmm. But as I look back on this dream, I'm, I'm pulling out things that, that just add to the meaningfulness of this dream. But at the time I'm walking through this mall, all the stores are like closed down, not just closed down. They're it's like a broken down palace. Mm-hmm. You know how nice they like to make malls. You have fountains, right. all the all the stuff. Windows shattered, things yeah. shattered. Yeah, the roof dusty. was ripped off. Yeah. I knew it was in a desert um, because there was sand piled up in the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just dead trees like down the middle where you know how malls have like that boulevard mm-hmm. of trees and stuff. And all of the fountains that used to be there were dry and cracked. And um, I was just walking down the, you know, uh, the the hall or the the mall, uh, and I look down in this fountain and I see my whole family and they're dead, completely dead, um, rigor mortis, stiff, gray, and I get down in this fountain and I grab my um, middle daughter and she's the most joyful out of all my children. You could, <laughs> there's not much you can do to her to shake her joy. She's just so, her middle name's Evergreen. So I think she lived up to her name. Yeah. But I I grabbed her um, and I lifted her up and I was just, I was broken. Just, I don't think I've ever screamed or yelled or cried like that in my life. For me, it was real. So to me, it happened. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not mad at God. I'm just crying out to God, like, do something, you know? And all of a sudden, this blinding light filled the whole space. And I felt Charlie come alive in my hands. I looked down, and um, as I'm, you know, embracing Charlie, I look down, and my family starts getting up. Oh wow! So it's like the worst feeling in the world. You finally come to the moment that you that everybody you you You're always alone. Depa- You're you, done. You, yeah. depa- you depart everybody in death, right? You never look forward to that moment. Yeah. Um, and I've just departed everything that I love in death in one singular moment. And it's just the worst feeling ever mm-hmm. contrasted with the best feeling ever. Right. But I'm, I wake up in the middle of like, I'm still, my heart's still like hurting. Cause, but I'm like excited cause what's happening. And I wake up and my face is soaked. I was almost positive. I woke my wife up, but she was dead asleep. Um, and, the only thing that I, it was just in my spirit. It's like, I bring dead things back to life. That's all you need to know. And it, that rat, that dream radically changed everything for me. I've pivoted my whole life on that. And just, I'm like, that is scripture. That's scripture. Like he's, he's a good, good father. Mm-hmm. He is pursuing mankind, you know? Um, that doesn't, that doesn't mean we have to take his offer. Yeah, we, you know, we we live in a dark house. But because he's a good good father and and because we were dead in sin but now we're alive in Christ. We're we're in this dark house, but we are we should be postured as what we are and that city's on a hill, you know. Um the salt of the earth. The uh, the question I asked before the went off, but what what made you choose kind of talent? And so get, kind of, uh, yeah, yeah okay. sorry, Sarah. no, you're fine. Back. I just wanted to give you. Yep, thanks for bringing me back yeah. full circle on that. No, uh, I, but yeah, so I love what uh, you're talking about, man. After that, I uh, I sold. And I'm not talking bad about guns. I love guns. I still love guns. I'm a fanatic for guns. I love them. But to me, I I just my perspective, everything just changed, and I kept asking God. All right, this I was I was convinced of what 
the Bible and what Christ was all about, what the whole story is all about. And I was like, what do you want from me next? Hmm. And I just prayed these prayers. So I sold them. I just got rid of my guns. Um, not because they're bad, but to me, they were able to save. Hmm. Had a pistol in every room. I was kind of excited and looking forward to the moment that somebody would. Right. You know, right. that's not healthy. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but I just, I, I, whatever was in the way of that thing, the out there, I bring dead things back to life. If it was, if it was in my trajectory, then I wanted it gone, hmm. no matter how it offended me or anybody else. So I just got rid of that. And I just, I was on, I was kind of like on this campaign of prayer. I was like, okay, like how do that mean so much to me? That has to mean so much to somebody else. Mm. So I would talk about that dream. I still talk about that dream, but, uh, I was still working for Lifeline. I was in this basement I was like, what do you have for me next? God, just please like put my hands on something. Show me where to go. You know, don't, I don't want to be stagnant, you know, uh, within 12 hours, I saw an article, um, about FBR. And it was, it was almost like somebody hit me on the side of the head. No, I didn't think that I was good enough. You know, no, I don't think I'm brave enough. No, I don't think I'm courageous enough, but something in my spirit said, I'm, I'm what I tell you, Hmm. you are. And if I tell you to go here, then pursue it. And I, you know, I, I was like, okay. So I bought a plane ticket and then, um, you know, that was within six months I bought a plane ticket and, um, I struggled through my physical events. You know, it's been a long time, but I was, I, I was struggling through some of the, like the physical tests and stuff. Push-ups and, and the, that type of stuff. It wasn't or? like the push-ups. It was, you, you, there's some like hiking and running and, yeah. and uh, weighted, uh, we call them rucks, but right. Um, right. 60 pounds and you, you know, yeah. Wasn't that much. Okay but it could be eventually, but the, yeah. <laughs> but the test is 35 pounds on your back, um, which is pretty standard for infantry. Yeah. But, uh, and there's, but anyway, so, uh, and God, it's just by going, by buying a plane ticket, really not thinking anybody was going to want anything to do with me. Mm. Right. I have a lot of family in Thailand. Um, and I've just never really been close to them. Mm-hmm. They knew who I am. I knew who they were. But we, I hadn't talked to them in years, you know. Um, so I did, it just, just so many beautiful things have come from that. Um, and I deserve none of it. Um, I'm just, I just want to serve. And I know that my, uh, my potency as a Christian is directly related to how much I believe him. Because it has nothing to do with me. I'm not put, I could, I could dream up all kinds of stuff and for nothing, you know? And if it went like, how ridiculous would anything sacrificial be if it's not for love and who is love? It has a name. Why don't we just say it? It's Jesus. Yeah. Like he's the word. (laughs) He's everything holds together through love, but through Jesus, we can say that it's okay. You know? Um, but that's, that's just my, that's my approach. That's my posture towards the whole thing. Um, so you, it, did you connect with your family when you went to Thailand and you started? I did like, actually. There's this fly. I know it's been <laughs> bugging me the whole time. You guys would clean the tables. I'm kidding. Uh, I did actually, it was actually been a really beautiful thing. I've been able to reconnect with a side of my family that I haven't, um, really been a part of. Uh, yeah. I've been such a terrible character my whole life. I've been selfish, uh, I just, the worst person. Um, you need that though. I love what you said earlier. Like, um, you know, these people are dipped in darkness, but you got to realize we were also dipped in darkness. And I think a lot of the growing up, I'm like, I'm, I'm better than them. I haven't done this. I'm that we that, have, we have this religious linear lifestyle yeah. that kind of like sets yeah. us apart, but it's changing. <laughs> I, it, yeah. it, what's happening here. It's, you can't, the darkness is everywhere now. And you, I'm feeling, I'm seeing it. It's everywhere. No, but the, see, the, I think the trick of the devil in, in any capacity, whether it's millions of people sitting on TikTok watching conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they're coming for me, they're coming for my children, they're coming. Probably. Yeah. But you... You have power, though. You do you don't, have. You don't have to sit there and be worried about it. You do have power. I, I will reference a friend of mine. Um, he's a Honduran guy. 
um, he has a church in Virginia and I was kind of interested in his pursuit, like where he came from, why is a, you know, and he told me something, he goes, God told me to do something and I believed him, but I also believed it was going to kill my children. Wow. And he said, I don't know if this is a biblical response, but that's what he said. He said, I'm, I'm ready to watch my children die. If they do, it's your fault. He's talking to God. He's like, but I'll do this thing. Wow. And he's talking about something specific that it was ended up being a super potent ministry. And, uh, that's, I can't, I can't remember what, what brought me to that. Um, Oh, so the TikTok watching TikTok is watching TikTok and we're, we're like, Oh, they're coming for our kids. They're coming for us. They're coming for our stuff. They're crossing the border. They're, you know, yeah. it is, the thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. Just be ready for that. Yeah. It's going to, yeah, but God doesn't fall apart. God doesn't fall apart. Yeah. He's, he's consistent. Every empire has fallen apart. Yeah. And that's just the trajectory of where it goes. It's it. But we, we have this terrible habit when we get comfortable, um, and we're not under pressure. We, we tend to develop this habit of looking at our feet and it puts us, puts us in a state of constant responsiveness. We're responding constantly. And if you're responding constantly, you're going to get exhausted and you're going to lose, mm-hmm. you're going to lose a, a really good definition of who you are. If, if you even knew who you were before mm. as a, as a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. your identity, yeah. I mean, we are definitely having an identity crisis. That's a hundred percent what's going on. It is. Oh, we have wow. an identity crisis. That's no wonder we don't believe God. We don't even yeah. believe who we who, are. We were created in the image of God. Yeah. To be, to, 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 to bring light into darkness. If it yeah. wasn't, if it wasn't up to you, if it was all about you just believing in Christ and it is, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't up to you, he wouldn't say you are the salt of the earth. You are a city on a hill, pick up your cross because that's where you're potent. And when you look at, out of all the things, beautiful and incredible and miraculous and just unspeakable things that the the crucifixion meant, you can see that is a distilled response of the kingdom of darkness against complete purity. Hmm. So if you are following Jesus, it's not like a works-based thing, but if you're following and you're listening to Jesus, you're like, whatever the terms are, whatever that means, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I don't speak well, I, you know, I eat Moses, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm not a, you know, I've never built a boat before, Noah. Right. I've never sacrificed my son before, Abraham. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, uh, crap, what was I saying? You were talking, I'm not 100% sure, but I do have a question for you. I'll switch no, no, you no, over no, to another no, thing. No, I, that was going somewhere good. I know, yeah, you were talking about, um, we had, I mean, we were talking a little bit about the darkness, right? Right, we talking right, right. a little bit about. Uh, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> You're living in the van, bro. It's totally fine. The potency, right? We're talking about um, following Jesus and the things that he's doing. He's the blueprint right. for a lot of those things. Right. So his, yeah. So if, if you're all, that's right. So if you're following. <laughs> I knew I'd get there eventually. Yeah. yeah. If, you're follow, if you're following Jesus and you're doing what he, he tells you to do out of belief, out of love for who he is, out of gratitude for what it all means, yeah. seeing beauty in everything, then like you should kind of expect one to stir things up, especially in your short circles, your mid circles and bigger circles. Mm. It's going to happen. A little ripple. Yeah. And, and that's what people need to see because those with ears to hear, ears to hear and eyes to see that there's the deep calls to deep. God's calling out. He's constantly looking. Who's going to go? Who's going to, who's going to do what I tell him to do? Because it's not about you person that I'm calling or person that's hearing me. I'm calling you so that more can hear what I have to say. Yeah. It's, it, it's that, uh, like, um, when Jesus was talking about, uh, the, John the Baptist and he goes, the kingdom of, uh, heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Mm. I don't think he was talking about anything worldly there. If you actually, if you read a lot of like the commentaries and stuff on that, it was, people were so desperate. They were seeing truth. They were hearing truth. They were so desperate. They were leaning into it with everything that they had. And they were de- like bulls in a China shop. Yeah. Like, Go on give me this kingdom. Like, I, it doesn't, we're out here in the desert eating like loaves and fish. Yeah. 
like what I want more. I want more of this. I'm, they're leaning into it and they don't think that the terms are too hard. Hmm. Now, obviously later he says, you know, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And many walked away from him, but still Peter looks back and Jesus is like, you guys are going to leave too. And they're like, no, where else are we going to go? You have the words of life. Hmm. There's people out there that have, that either have heard the name of Jesus, know the whole story, especially here in America or people in other countries that's never even heard his name. But as soon as, as soon as they hear it, they're, they're ready to, to make that determination. You have the words of life. That's life because they're desperate and they're leaning into it. The, the violent take it by force. Hmm. It takes, a, takes desperation to lean into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. When you're dipped in darkness, so, you and, see a light. Holy cow. And when you realize how dark you are and then you, the everybody, that's why there's, there's, there's something to like looking internally and saying it starts here. You want a revival? Don't organize one. Hmm. Go into your closet and pray and watch the revival happen inside here. Mm-hmm. Because if you're fearful, if you are uh, half in, half out, you're kingdom divided and you're not going to stand. Because the kingdom is not just this, but it's this. Right. Right? If it didn't start here, then why do we even talk to people about it? Yeah. Because there's a kingdom that is that that actually... People want to sound like the, 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 you know, they want to... And a lot of times they see that they can build something through... You know, there's huge. I mean, we're entertained. I, I was watching this church, and it's just entertainment. It's like there's no substance there, but they built this huge name for it, and it's just I see that. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, why talk? Yeah, I I don't want to go down that road, but it's I don't it's either, just because I I hear what you're saying, yeah, but I like, also you're right. It starts with changing your heart posture, and yeah. that makes a massive radical change. And then having a relationship with God, that's just I mean, He is. He'll guide you in ways you do not expect in p- crazy things. And you may think, oh man, this is the pinnacle, but God's like, dude, I have so much more for you. And it's like, you can't even understand that. I, we're running low on time. I'd love for the last 10 minutes here for you to talk about what you're going to be doing in Thailand. Cause okay. I, I think people are, I heard it a little bit, but you want people not to be afraid. Yeah. That's uh, the thing that you're going to be pushing. So, Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's the gospel. Yeah. I mean, that that's what the gospel should bring about in your yeah. life is not to be afraid because that's yeah. what the enemy's biggest tool is. So. And in that place, there is so much fear. Yeah. And they're uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that looks at that situation and thinks, ah, what are they afraid of? I mean, yeah. it's obvious. It, it's like war torn. There is, there is just not Thailand, but, but Myanmar, mm-hmm. they're very, very war torn. And you were showing me uh, videos of like churches being burned, Buddhists, being like this massacred yeah massacred yeah and that you know um and i do have to let people know like those aren't my pictures those are pictures from a friend that was there and saw a trusted friend um i don't i don't know where the lord's going to take me over there but i'm moving forward and he's he's opening doors so what real like quickly what we're what we're endeavoring to do what we feel god's called us to do is not only be a part of fbr and serve with them um but throughout this whole process middle of last summer I got connected with grace and mercy mm-hmm. and I just felt like that was another thing. God's like, you need to follow this. There was no dreams, nothing like it was just like, okay, let's keep talking about whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it, let's invest in each other, at least with our time and our words and our love and our prayer, see what happens. So, um, so most of our physical energy is going to be spent with FBR, um, our vision, the vision of the Ezra tribal initiative is going to be spent with, um, building the Ezra house on this piece of property. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever the Lord makes of that, we're going to work hard towards. Um, he said, he, I feel like he's told me to, you know, get it done. So I've just been, we, I'm not even there yet. And we've started construction on it. You know, and I'm unaffiliated. I don't own the land. I won't own the buildings. I'm wow. just like, so. Yeah. So it. So once this thing's built, hopefully, um, prayerfully, it becomes a place where people become potent for the gospel. Not only are they encouraged and they feel and they relearn who they are in relation to God, but more importantly, who God is, His nature. That these bad things are gonna happen here because tyrants are gonna tyrant. That's yeah. just what they do. <laughs> yeah. But you are more powerful than that. Yeah. And what's more powerful than that? And that's love. What a shame it would be if anything was done outside of love. It would just be for you. It would be for beating your chest. It would be for the Facebook post. It would be for the garbage. Right. You know, and that's not going to last. What's going to last is um, 
is being convinced of who Christ is. And when you're convinced of who Christ is, really convinced who Christ is, there's just like nothing that can stand in your way because even like death it becomes like a hilarious obstacle. It's like that's, yeah. you know. You, you can't read, scare me. Yeah, you read yeah. the early church fathers. Uh, what was his, was it Polycarp maybe? Or is it Ignatius? But he, they wanted to burn him alive. He's like, don't even tie me up, dude. I'm not going to walk out of this thing. You want yeah. me to burn? I'll burn. You know, <laughs> they ended up having to stab him to death because they couldn't set him on fire. Right? Wow. And that's, but that's, we, we bastardize and we temper our faith and we don't, we don't realize it and we don't accept it for how radical it really yeah. is and how, how powerful it can be. How powerful it can be. No wonder we don't see miracles. Yeah. It's you, you can, you can theolo, you, you be the theologian and justify yeah. and do all these timelines. Dispensation. We don't, and, we don't yeah. have miracles. Yeah. But maybe we don't have miracles anymore because you're too busy playing golf. <laughs> you know, like that. I'm, I, I said that. I, no, I said that mean, but that's, no, I, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like the playtime and the joyfulness comes from God. I'm grateful for colors. Oh my gosh. Look at the trees. Mm-hmm. You, can I take a minute and go jump out in this, uh, this river for a second and just mm-hmm. enjoy it? Like that's playtime. He does want us to have rest. He, he does. Has, yeah. 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 But, but we, yeah. We aren't hobbits, man. Yeah. Like we, we were not meant to be that way. I mean, I think eventually, I think that's yeah. the dream. That I think that's so the intention, cool. but Run right holes now, and garden all day long. I would love that. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd like some of that, yeah. but it's, uh, to go on grand adventures. Sorry. <laughs> I'm loving this hobbit reference, but yeah, yeah. no, I, but I do see the beauty in that. Um, and I, we, my perspective, my worldview is we're between two gardens. Mm. And right now I think, we we cannot afford to to busy ourselves with a fifth grade schoolyard fight, which is what the world's feeding us, yeah. which is our stuff, the temporal, the politics, this stuff. Cling to cling to graduation. Work mm. towards graduation. If we, a lot of times we're just like this is the hill we're going to die on. And to, in in reality, in in that, uh, in like eternity, in that timeline, that's like that's like a fifth grade school fight. Yeah. You're like. You're going to give up the rest. You're going to get incarcerated at fifth grade and give up the rest of it. That's, that's a weak example, but I feel like that is when our mind brings us to the temporal and we become fearful of the now we have no perspective. We have no watering in our mouth for what's really meant for us. Yeah. When you, when you believe in this out here, when you believe that God brings dead things back to life and everything sad becomes untrue for those that are in Christ, when you believe in that, you tend to just kind of power through some stuff that people are like, wow, that, uh, that seems ridiculous and irresponsible. Mm. Kind of like my family situation right now. Right. They're, we're, we're separated. I'm kind of out doing fundraising. I'm going to leave in September. They're not coming till later because it's just not working out that way, but we have to be obedient and obedience is what sets us apart as Christians. Yeah. And it's just different. It's not, a it's not us bet being better than we're just so grateful. And that's where we find our potency is being grateful for his love and it's 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 just something that it's it it, it just automatically happens yeah no it radiates yep it's, and other people it's um contagious yeah it's exponentially compounding it's just like faith it just it just builds on itself you have a little bit like a mustard seed if you just if you just believe a little bit yeah, it then it just builds on itself massively and it has to be it has to be it has to be long faith not just one leap of short, big faith, like mm. stepping out of the boat has to have longevity. You have to believe him in the wilderness, you know, yeah. like Abraham, he hasn't talked in a couple of years. Hey man, I'm here. Uh-huh. Uh, go sacrifice your son. But through all that time, he's, he, you know, he believes God. He was ready and willing to listen. And I, I think that's the call for every Christian. It's not just me and what I'm doing or what any of this stuff is. It's this is all byproduct and it's holy product. It's it's something I could have never done or dreamed up or even wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it's just something that kind of flows. It's cool how it's going from like thing to thing to thing, and it's just like culminating. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't that. know what it's going to be. There might be a time where he's just like, okay, that's that's where your participation stops. Let that thing go. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'll, It's not my ministry. That's why I didn't want to own anything because yeah. I don't I don't want it to be anything about me. Um, but God's doing incredible things and I would love for people if they want to be a part of it, um, just reach out to me. Um, yeah. Drop those. Where, how do people find you? We should wrap up. We're getting yeah, dangerously close. Dangerously close. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, uh, where you yeah. can put a link on your thing. Yeah. Ezra initiative, uh, .com, right. Or no, it's Ezra, Ezra tribal.org. Ezra, Ezra Not everything tribal. that we're doing is on there. Ezra tribal.org. Um, or 
Uh, it's give.missionquest.org forward slash missionary forward slash 234 is our donation page. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. And you'll have those links and everything. So yeah. Mission quest. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm familiar with them. So. Are you? Yeah. So. It's the only way to do it when you're just kind of not by yourself. Yeah. And, when you're by yeah. yourself and you don't yeah, have a mission, uh, organization behind you. Yeah. You know? And I'm highly uneducated. So that's like, that's just, but they're, they're such a blessing. They really help out people like me. That's so, cool. Yeah. No, I love it. Well, I, I, you've got a lot of passion, bro. I appreciate you coming and just like explaining the things that you're doing and just going after it, man. And listening. That's the hardest thing. A lot of times it's hard to sit down and just listen to what God has for you. And yeah. I love the, yeah. see what he's doing now. There's so much boom, 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 boom. He's doing it. And he's got so much more in store for you. And so that's what we pray for just yeah. to be where he is. That's it. So. Yeah. No, nah, it's cool. It's cool that we're here and we're doing this now. So thank you, Justin. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Yeah. Peace out everyone. Thank you. Mm-hmm.